we are doing shrimad bhagavatam we had done till chapter 7 last time this is canto 12 chapter 8 it's a new chapter based on markandeya's prayer to nar narayan rishi sri savnaka said o suta may you live a long life o saintly one best of speakers please continue speaking to us indeed only you can show men the path of ignorance in which they are wandering so this is an addition to the shrimad bhagavatam this particular chapter 8 is on markandeya's prayer to nar narayan rishi so he says can you please tell us now this is a yuga of kaliyuga isn't it and in the kaliyuga everything has gone haywire and because of that he says can you please remove our ignorance and show us the real path why is it like this and how we can overcome this path so shavanaka is saying authorities say that markandeya rishi the son of rikandu was an exceptionally long lived sage who was the only survival survivor at the end of brahma's day when the entire universe was merged in the flood of annihilation but this same markandeya rishi the foremost descendant of bhrigu took birth in my own family during the current day of brahma and we have not yet seen an any total annihilation in this day of brahma also it is well known that markandeya while wandering helplessly in the great ocean of annihilation saw in those fearful waters a wonderful personality an infant boy lying alone within the folds of a banyan leaf o suta i am almost bewildered and curious about the great sage markandeya rishi o great yogi you are universally accepted as the authority on all the puranas therefore kindly dispel my confusion so this is the antecedent of markandeya rishi markandeya rishi is the son of mrikandu now during the last annihilation that means every time when the entire universe comes to an end that is four yugas have already gone by so as many as four yugas go by so the first epoch happens that means the first four yugas went away then the second four yugas came they went away then the third so on and so forth so when the last yuga ended everybody was supposed to die but that did not happen there was one who was left behind and he is called markandeya now markandeya rishi is the one who has so much of knowledge that he is the right authority to tell us exactly what happened so now let us look at this verse and say what what is actually means so there is something which is called the proof of the pudding let me what is the proof of the pudding somebody who was there in the situation is in a better position to respond to you what happened rather than a hearsay hearsay means we read, read it somewhere else or we are able to you know because somebody told us we are able to tell you no here the person actually existed at the end of the last era that's the last kaliyuga and at the beginning of the krita yuga of the next you know four uh, yugas he is existing so he is better qualified to tell hmm? 
So you have heard of the 9-11 story. How many people actually know what 9-11 stands for? So the person who was in that vicinity and saw the planes crashing will be in a better position to tell the world what happened than a person who has only heard it in news. There is a difference. So that is what he says. Sutta Goswami said, O great Shavnaka, your very question will help remove everyone's illusions for it leads to the topic of Lord Narayana which cleanses away the contamination of the Kali's age. So, Markandeya Rishi is now responding. He says that your question is valid. How is the ignorance to be removed? So, he says first I am going to tell you about Narayana. Narayana is a very important form that is the unmanifest divinity which manifests itself in the Yuga. So, in the Kali Yuga, this knowledge will become very, very important. So, how does this work? After being purified by his father's performance of the prescribed rituals, leading to Markandeya's Brahmanical initiation, Markandeya studied the Vedic hymns and strictly observed the regulative principles. He became advanced in austerity and Vedic knowledge and remained a lifelong celibate. Appearing most peaceful with the matted hair and his clothing made of bark, he furthered his spiritual progress by carrying the mendicant's water, water pot, staff, sacred thread, brahmachari belt, black deer skin, lotus seed prayer, prayer beads and a bundle of kusa grass. At the sacred juncture of the day, he regularly worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead in five forms. The sacrificial fire, the sun, his spiritual master, the brahmanas and the super soul within his heart. Morning and evening he would go out begging and upon returning he would present all the food that he has collected to his spiritual master. Only when his spiritual master invited him would he silently take his one meal of the day. Otherwise he would fast. Thus devoted to austerity and Vedic study, Markandeya Rishi worshipped the supreme master of the senses the personality of Godhead for countless millions of years and in this way he conquered the unconquerable death. It's a very long verse which tells us how this entire thing transpired. It says that when Markandeya Rishi was born, he, now he was born in a Brahminical family. So he immediately started doing what is necessary. What did he do? He first read the Vedic hymns. Now those who know the Brahmins, what do they do? They are supposed to read the Vedic hymns. Then the next thing is to observe the regulative principles. Regulative principle means what? There are certain regulations in our life. What are the regulations in our life? Think about it. Get up in the morning, brush our teeth. Can I just leave brushing my teeth for the day? Can I do that? Is it a regulative principle? Taking a bath will clean my body. Say from today, I will say I am not going to clean my body. Okay. I am going to the loo, I am not going to wash. Is that okay? Now think about it. If this is how things are going to be, just think about it. I am going and doing, I am taking a bath. Alright. And I am only washing my eyes, my teeth, my nose. And that's it. I, this is my bath. Is that okay? Just because that is visible to the world. 
that is not correct bath has to be a complete bath right so this is a regulative principle when you sleep do you sleep standing no you sleep this way you know not vertically horizontally right so why does a person sleep horizontally because it is called a regulative principle it is the way in the world has been made the regulative principle comes into effect way back in time it is not that somebody has written that you have to sleep horizontally or vertically somebody has written common sense will tell us isn't it so in that way there was a common sensical thing which happens every day so yesterday one verdict has come from the supreme court now in that supreme court verdict it is mentioned that lord ayappa's temple where women are not allowed between the age group of 10 to 50 because they are matured that is they are menstruating women they are not allowed inside the temple this is what the particular temple says now yesterday the supreme court has gone and ruled 4 is to 1 that means four judges said yes to it one judge said no to it now these four judges said that all women will be allowed so from tomorrow every woman is to be allowed so there was one judge who was dissenting judge dissenting means i don't want this to be a law so this was a woman judge five four were men who allowed one was a woman judge who said no now if i give you just this statement what is it that you will think that that woman judge is wrong so there is a constitution of india which says that there is a freedom of movement for every person anywhere all right this is what the freedom says you are free to do anything in this world that means tomorrow i can go and give a lot of bad words to the prime minister also and i am allowed this is stupidity you need to respect the position correct so the constitution is not correct in those aspects so this just said that there is a law in the constitution which says religious freedom is to be allowed so the religion followed by the people who worship ayappa says that a woman from the age group of 10 to 50 should not be allowed because it is ayappa's way of looking at it right are we supposed to respect it so there is a very big dichotomy over here supreme court cannot do this kind of a ruling now i will tell you my own say, statement i am a hindu born in a parsi family so legally i should be entitled to enter a fire temple do you think that is what will happen i will not be allowed but i can legally prove to anybody on earth that i was born in a parsi family so there is a problem there so such kind of legal rulings cannot be given in this kind of circumstances tomorrow there is a parliament house i can use my freedom of movement and i can go inside that place a defense establishment i cannot be doing this kind of a thing 
See, there is an interference in this. So, this is what it means when you observe strict regulative principles. There are regulative principles. Tomorrow, can I enter a Kaaba in uh, Makkah Madina? Can I do that? I will say, constitution says so. No, I am not a Muslim. So, I will not be allowed in that place. So, there is a very, very strict regulative principle. And that has to be strictly followed. Why? In your house, you have closed the door. But I will say that this land belongs to the government. And I can enter this land and I can stay over there for all I care. I am the government. I am paying taxes. Do you think that will be allowed? So, that is a nonsensical approach. There are certain regulative principles and they need to be followed. So, what is important over here is how does a religious person follow the regulative principles? So, Markandeya Rishi became a celibate, a lifelong celibate, which means not getting married, not looking at women also. So, because he doesn't look at women, can we call him an MCP? Huh? Male chauvinist pig? No, he is a Rishi Muni. A Rishi Muni is a Rishi Muni. You cannot call him something like that. You should never. So, he became advanced in his austerities. He became a Rishi Muni. He appeared peaceful in his matted locks. You know those hairs which get matted? So, those hairs and his clothing was made of bark. So, you will say, no, no, no. You should wear, you know, Levi's jeans and go about. Huh? Why? Today you can't wear bark. Can you say that? No. The Rishi Muni wants to wear a bark clothes. That is his problem. Right? So, he furthered his spiritual progress by carrying the mendicant's waterproof staff. There is a stick which the mendicants carry. Sacred thread. Brahmanical thread is there. Brahmachari belt. There is a chastity belt. Black deer skin. Why are you killing the black buck? That is the next question. Salman Khan killed the black buck and everybody is, you know, upset about it. So, that should not be the case, no? The black buck skin, the black deer skin, lotus seed prayer beads and a bundle of kusa grass. So, he carried all these things with him. At the sacred juncture of the day, he worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead in five forms. Uh, this is something we need to know. What are the five forms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? Supreme Divine Consciousness exists in five particular forms which can be worshipped. The first form is the sacrificial fire. When we perform a kunda, havan kund, you know, and perform the sacrifice, God is in the sacrificial fire. The sacrificial fire is in our mouth, in our body also. That is the last one, by the way. So, first, you need to worship it in the sacrificial fire. That means prayers, right? When we do to the sacrificial fire, that is number one. Second one is the sun. When we do Surya Namaskar, when we look at the sun and we say, good morning, whatever you want to say. You know, you may say the Surya Namaskar, you may say the Gayatri Mantra, whatever you say. That is the second one. So, the second thing in which 
the supreme personality of godhead that sri krishna is found in first sacrificial fire second the surya bhagwan third one your spiritual master the spiritual master the guru is the third form of the lord so he is to be worshiped then the fourth one the brahmanas the knowers of brahma who are the knowers of brahma all the sages saints right and in today's day and age we pray to a lot of sages isn't it like sai baba ramkrishna paramahansa ramana maharishi these are the sages we pray to so they are the brahmins brahmins means knower of brahma not people from a particular caste no and then the last one the super soul within the heart so you have to pray to the one inside of you everybody has got god within them so we need to pray to this god within every human being that is first you pray to the god within your own self this is how you have to do so morning and evening he would go begging and upon returning he would present all the food he has collected to the spiritual master now this statement i will tell you how this works normally in the olden times what used to happen is when the son would go and work somewhere outside he would come home and would give the entire money to his mother or father whoever was considered the head of the family the entire money was given to that person and then the distribution happened by that person so the whole salary would come it was handed over to the mother or father and then the father and the mother would distribute the this goes towards food this goes to a servant this goes towards the cattle feed this goes towards the you know upkeep of our house and so on and so forth and now whatever is left would be given to the son and to he to run his life this is how the system was in today's day and age the son will say this is my money why does my mother and father require so much they require only peanuts so they can live on peanuts so whatever other money that is where anyway is going to come to me so let it come to me first only this is how the son does correct son means not son alone daughter more because in nowadays age daughters are become more prominent you know they will say mother mother why do you have four bangles you give me all four of them because anyway you are not going for any weddings or ceremonies so what to do and the mother's sari cupboard will be there there will be 50 sarees mother you are not going for any wedding or anything like that you are not doing any you know celebration why do you need this kind of expensive sarees you give all the sarees to me now if i am saying anything wrong we please correct me this is how, what women will do they will say you give all those vessels to me you give all those sarees to me why do you need so much you require two sarees which you need to wear one day you wear one next second day you wear second one rest everything give it to me but this is exactly how the world is but what does the religious principle say the religious principle say that whatever you earn you first hand it over to the head of the family let the head of the family decide what is to be done you may say why is this important aren't the cattle working for you all cattle are they working for you your cows goats these they are working for you right 
in the same way everything in the house is working for someone whether it is a fan the air conditioner the tv everything is it a public property 100% but it is distributed by the head of the family isn't it so the cow gives milk which is then you know removed and then distributed to everybody equally whichever way it has to be done so the person who is the earning member of the family is working not only for himself but for everyone in the family this has to be understood and then the distribution has to be done accordingly and he doesn't have the authority to distribute why he has to first hand it over to the person concerned if you say that he has the right to distribution tomorrow there are priests and temple priests and various other people collecting money for the temple they will say this is the money i have collected i have the right for distribution is that correct no that is not correct the distribution has to be done by the authority so this verse has to be understood clearly so when they are talking about the spiritual master so when there is a spiritual master when there is a guru he is the father mother and everything to the person concerned so whatever the disciples the devotees that are there the guru is the supreme head of that so when the guru is there now in this case markandeya rishi would go out and beg for food is like earning money so he would beg for food he would come and he would give everything that was there to his spiritual master which is done even in shankaracharya's time if you have seen uh, if you have read the story of shankaracharya shankaracharya also did the same thing his disciples also did the same thing they went out begged and every time i tell you a story of samartha ramdas samartha ramdas also did the same thing he was a spiritual master everybody went out begged for food or whatever they came back and they gave it to their spiritual master then the spiritual master prepared the food or whatever that is necessary so this is the reason why this statement is important so morning and evening he would go out begging and upon returning he would present all the food he had collected to his spiritual master only when the spiritual master invited him would he silently take his one meal of the day now the spiritual master is there and there is everybody sitting around first and foremost the spiritual master if only if he invites can you sit around not everybody can sit around this is one thing we need to understand the spiritual master has the authority to tell who can be there and who cannot be there so this is a very important edict over here which says that for food you see many a times when people sit for food they start eating without even acknowledging the master the amount of karma that gets associated with that is tremendous so first offer it to the spiritual master he then invites the person please have your meal then you start your meal the meal should not be you know started if you remember sai baba story there was one instance where dabholkar you know he was told that sai baba is anyway going to come 
on this third ceremony of his son if i'm if i'm not mistaken or there was some ceremony happening now he waited and waited everybody was sitting in their places and he waited and waited and waited suddenly at 12 o'clock in the afternoon there was a knock on the door and a person comes and gives him a very beautiful picture of sai baba so he immediately puts the picture in front of one you know plate and uh, and then he puts the malas and everything and offers that food first to that image and then everybody starts eating then everybody starts eating so way you need to follow this definitely in today's day and age also but if you don't well you are the person who is the judge of the supreme court i can't help you so only when the spiritual master invited him would he silently take his one meal of the day now, even in my world i always tell people be silent be silent be silent but when there is a response which keeps on coming and coming and coming and coming it is not good only when you are asked a question are you entitled for answering that question only up to that limit not beyond nobody should take advantage and say yes i know the answer and i am going to be the person going to tell this world no you have been asked a question then only respond if you are not asked anything please do not open your mouth the most important word in this life of yours should be silence do not talk so silence is important so silently taking the meal otherwise he would fast when he is not offered the person would fast you understood what i am saying if the guru says eat your food then the person eats the food but if the guru doesn't say these words then what happens then you fast so this is what markandeya rishi will do Uh, any anybody uh, can beat him by the way does somebody want to beat markandeya rishi today nobody wants to everybody wants to be against this principle you would i would rather go and eat myself doesn't matter so today the day and age of markandeya rishi doesn't exist here we have everybody who is demanding rights and they think that they can do whatever they feel like and naturally that leads to the next life after next life after next life you know the continuous succession of lives is very much there so thus devoted to austerity and the vedic study markandeya rishi worshiped the supreme master of the senses the personality of god had a million years in this way he conquered inconquerable death so markandeya rishi became immortal there are many immortal beings on this planet earth one of them is my gurudev दत्तात्रेय सेकेंड वन इज अंजनिया वॉट वी कॉल एज मारुति हनुमान जी मार्कंडेय ऋषि इज वन मोर नारदा इज वन मोर सी देर आर सो मेनी ऑफ दश्वत्मा इज देर सो दीज आर समीपल हू आर कॉन्कर्ड डेथ लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा भृगु मुनि लॉर्ड शिवा प्रजापति दक्ष द ग्रेट सन ऑफ ब्रह्मा एंड मेनी अदर अमंग द ह्यूमन बींग्स डेमी गॉड्स फोर फादर्स एंड गोस्टली स्पिरिट्स ऑल वर एस्टॉनिश बाय द अचीवमेंट्स ऑफ मार्कंडेय ऋषि so markandeya rishi followed this principles to the t so he became eternal and he could live beyond the last yuga also so 
even lord shiva was surprised by it well lord shiva is the person who is responsible for the destruction the death but he was also surprised lord brahma was surprised bhrigu muni was surprised bhrigu muni is the person who has kicked isn't it you remember prajapati daksh hmm. well he was also surprised in this way the devotional mystic markandeya maintained rigid celibacy through penance study of the vedas and self discipline with his mind thus free of the disturbances he turned it inwards and meditated on the supreme personality of godhead who lies beyond the material senses so what does markandeya rishi do he maintained rigid celibacy not getting married ever okay now rigid celibacy is something which i cannot explain to you in detail but i have to tell you one thing celibacy clearly translates into not allowing the semen to flow out of the body all right not even during your sleep no the semen should not exit the body how is that possible big question so they follow a certain technique of pulling the semen inwards upwards towards the through the sushumna nadi towards the head the sahasrahar this is a yogic technique and the yogic technique can be followed those who lose their semen lose their spirituality every time now uh, this please understand those who are men over here should understand this if you really want to beat markandeya rishi and you want to become immortal then you should never lose lose your semen and this is called rigid celibacy well what happened to shivji by the way you remember shivji's case shivji lost his semen all into the river and there were the women over there who found so many babies they got them together and he became kartik swami the women who found these babies are called kritikas and they and he became one kartik swami right so losing semen is wrong so in markandeya rishi naturally shiva was very much astonished to have that kind of rigid celibacy through penance penance is very very important penance means extreme penance is required he was studying the vedas and he was self disciplined here we when we talk of discipline we require one chain you know one cane one law one policeman all these are required in during the time of markandeya rishi nothing was required he would stay self disciplined and thus his mind was free of disturbances he turned inwards and meditated on the supreme lord always remember one thing this spiritual text or any other great spiritual text only talks of the god within no god without no god outside god is within you can you meditate on that god within visiting a thousand temples or a thousand places and putting so many malas and haars and eating stuff 
prasadas from different places doesn't give you any spirituality. Spirituality is inwards, within your own self. Maintaining austerity is one thing you should understand. You have to maintain external and internal purity. You can go and pray to a form, 100%, you can do it. But can you see that form inside of you? That is most important. So, praying to the Supreme Personality of Godhead inside of himself is what Narayan, you know, Markandeya Rishi was doing. While the mystic sage thus concentrated his mind by powerful yoga practice, the tremendous period of six lifetimes of Manus passed by. So, six Manus went away. That means four. So, Krita, Trita, Dvapara and Kalyuga multiplied by four. Multiplied by six. So, four multiplied by six. So, so many Yugas went away. Six forza. Six forza. Well, people are asleep. Very difficult. So, that many ages went away and Markandeya Rishi was still there. So, his austerities were so strong and his mind was controlled by yoga. So, there was no mind by, by the way. O Brahmana, during the seventh reign of the Manu, the current age, Lord Indra came to know of Markandeya's austerities and became fearful of growing mystic potency. Thus, he tried to impede the sage's penance. So, <laughs> so Markandeya Rishi has lived for six of those, you know, yugas into 24, that is 24. So, Indra Dev was very much upset. He said, oh my God, there is somebody who is going to upset me. He is going to take charge of my throne. So, Indra Dev became very upset. To ruin the sage's spiritual practice, Lord Indra sent Cupid. Beautiful celestial singers, dancing girls, the season of spring and the sandalwood scented breeze from the Malaya hills along with the greed and intoxication personified. It is not a laughing matter. When all this comes in the form of, oh, I want this and I want that. Greed. It's a demon sent by Indra. Intoxication, liquor, all kinds of intoxicants that are there. You know, we have different, different kinds. That is Indra's doing. Beautiful women. Okay. And Cupid. The thing which goes boom, boom, boom in your heart, you know, when you look at your girlfriend or whatever, that kind of thing. So, when that happens, celestial singers, you listen to all kinds of, you know, beautiful romantic music, uh, nice romantic music. And the season, in hot weather, if you listen to romantic music, nothing is going to change. But if the weather is perfectly fine, there is, you know, nice cool breeze blowing and then you listen to romantic music and then the heart flutters and then you see the person of your choice over there and what goes? So, this is what the atmosphere was created by Indradev for Markandeya Rishi because he wanted to defeat Markandeya. O most, shown, o most powerful Shavanaka, they went to Markandeya's hermitage on the northern side of the Himalayan mountain where the Pushpavadra river passes by the famous peak Chitra. Groves of pious trees 
decorated the holy ashrama of Markandeya Rishi and many saintly brahmanas lived there. Enjoying the abundant pure sacred ponds, the ashrama resounded with the buzzing of intoxicated bees and the cooing of excited cuckoos. While jubilant peacocks danced about, indeed many families of the maddening birds crowded this hermitage. The springtime breeze sent by Lord Indra entered there, carrying cooling drops of spray from nearby waterfalls. Fragrant from the embrace of flower, forest flowers, the breeze entered the hermitage and began evoking the lusty spirit of Cupid. So all working towards, you know, Cupid taking his arrow and firing over there. Springtime then appeared in Markandeya's ashrama. Indeed, the evening sky, glowing with the light of the rising moon, became the very face of spring and sprouts and fresh blooms, blossoms virtually covered the multitude of trees and creepers. Cupid, the master of many heavenly women, then came there, holding his bow and arrow. He was followed by a group of Gandharvas playing musical instruments and singing. I just now only told you how the whole situation looked. Have you seen any of our Hindi movies? You know how it happens, no? You know, there is a nice music going on. Somebody is singing. Maybe Arjit Singh is singing. Oh, nice song. Maybe some nice woman is also singing. There is a music playing in the background. There is a hero and the heroine. The atmosphere is very nice, cool, comfortable and all that. And Cupid is striking. And then the hero and the heroine dance around. I mean, they don't dance around anymore. Earlier they would dance around trees. Today they are just lying in bed. This is what happens. So in this case also, Markandeya Rishi is now going to get into trouble. The servants of Indra found the sage sitting in meditation, just offered the prescribed oblations into the sacrificial fire. His eyes closed in a trance. He seemed invincible like fire personified. The woman danced before the sage and the celestial singers sang to the charming accompaniment of drums, cymbals and the veenas. When the son of passion, greed personified. You see, the son of passion is greed. Hmm. Is a dispassionate? No, that way. We have to become dispassionate. That means first throw out the greed. Spring and other servants of Indra all tried to agitate Markandeya mind. Cupid drew his five-headed arrow and fixed it upon the bow. The Apsara Punjikastali made a show of playing with number of toy balls. Her waist seemed weighed down by the heavy breasts and the wreath of flowers in her hair became disheveled. As she ran about after the balls, glancing here and there, the, the belt of her thin garment loosened and suddenly the wind blew her clothes away. Seems like a very beautiful, you know, pornographic film is going to start over here. And just imagine, Markandeya Rishi is closed his eyes and he is in meditative state. And there is everybody playing music around him and dancing and singing and beautiful girls are over there and they are all roaming, romping around here and there. Well, Cupid thinking he had conquered the sage then shot his arrow. But all the attempts to seduce Markandeya proved futile. Just like the useless endeavor of an atheist. As much as you want the atheist to learn religion, you can never make an atheist uh, learn about your God by the way. See, there are atheists in this world and you can go and try to teach them whatever you wish to. The atheist will never learn that. The first thing is, there is no God according to atheism. So, don't try to teach a person who doesn't want to listen about God, about God. You got it? So, if you have somebody in your family, your relative, your friends or whoever and if that person is an atheist or doesn't want to know about God, 
Don't try to preach that person. You please remember this statement. Never ever try to preach the person because he is just like Markandeya Rishi. He doesn't want to open his eyes. Markandeya Rishi is a very great sage. An atheist is not. There is a difference. But I am just telling you how this example has been given. Oh, learned Shavnaka. While Cupid and his followers tried to harm the sage, they felt themselves being burned alive by his potency. Thus they stopped their mischief, just like children who are aroused a sleeping snake. O Brahmana, the followers of Lord Indra had impudently attacked the saint Markandeya. Yet he did not succumb to any influence of false ego. For great souls, such tolerance is not at all surprising. So for great sages, this kind of tolerance is a very common thing because they have such tremendous kind of austerity in them. So Markandeya Rishi did not fall for all Indra's whatever nonsense that he had sent over there. The mighty king Indra was most astonished when he heard the mystic prowess of the exalted sage Markandeya and saw how Cupid and his associates had become powerless in his presence. Desiring to bestow his mercy upon the saint Markandeya who had perfectly fixed his mind in self-realization through penance, Vedic study and observance of regulative principles, the Supreme Personality of Godhead personally appeared before the sage in the form of Nar and Narayan. So Markandeya Rishi, after showing such tremendous penance and defeating the purposes of Indradev, Lord Sri Krishna was very happy with the sage. So he appeared in front of the Rishi as Nara and Narayana. Alright. One of them was of whitish complexion. The other was blackish. And they both had four arms. Their eyes resembled the petals of blooming lotuses. And they wore garments of black deer skin and bark. Along with the three-stranded sacred thread. In their hands were most purifying. They carried the mendicant spot, straight bamboo staff, lotus seed prayer beads as well as purifying Vedas in the symbolic form of bundles of Darbha grass. The bearings were tall and their yellow effulgences, the color of red lightning. Appearing as austerely, austerity personified, they were being worshipped by the foremost demigods. Now this is how Nara and Narayan appear. One is white in color and one is dark in color. So, they appear to him with the four arms. Now, both are forms of Sri Krishna himself. These two sages, Nara and Narayan, were the direct personal form of the spiritual lord, the supreme lord. When Markandeya Rishi saw them, he immediately stood up, then with great respect offered them obeisance by falling down flat on the ground like a stick. So, the moment Markandeya Rishi saw these two sages, what did he do? He lied flat onto the ground. The ecstasy of seeing these completely satisfied Markandeya's body, mind and senses and caused the hairs of the body to stand on end and his eyes to fill with tears. Overwhelmed, Markandeya found it difficult to look at them. Standing with his hands folded in supplication and his head bowed in humility, Markandeya felt such eagerness that he imagined he was embracing the two lords. In a voice choked with ecstasy, he repeatedly said, I offer you my humble obeisance. I offer you my humble obeisance. That means I bow down to you, I pray to you. He gave them sitting places, washed their feet and then worshipped them with the present of agraya, sandalwood pulp, fragrant oil, incense and flower garlands. Markandeya Rishi once again bowed down to the lotus feet of the two most worshipable sages who were sitting at ease. 
ready to bestow all mercy upon him, they address them as follows. Sri Markandeya said, he addressed them as follows. Sri Markandeya said, O Almighty Lord, how can I possibly describe you? You have awakened the vital air which then impels the mind, senses and power of speech to act. This is true for all ordinary conditioned souls and even for great demigods like Brahma and Shiva. So it is certainly true for me. Nevertheless, you become the intimate friend of those who worship you. O Supreme Personality of Godhead, these two personal forms of yours have appeared to bestow the ultimate benefit to the three worlds. The cessation of material misery, the conquest of death. My Lord, although you create the universe and then assume many transcendental forms to protect it, you also swallow it up like a spider who spins and later withdraws its web. So, here Markandeya Rishi is praying to Nara and Narayana. He's made them sit over there, offered them Agraya Padya, you know, everything that is necessary, the rituals that are needed, washing their feet and so on and so forth, offering them some food to eat and the, the general thing that is needed. After that, he is saying a prayer. Now, this is the prayer which he is saying. Because you are protector and supreme controller of all the moving and the non-moving beings, anyone who takes shelter in your lotus feet can never be touched by the contamination of the material work, material qualities of time. Great sages who have assimilated the essential meaning of the Vedas offer their prayer to you. To gain your association, they bow down to you at every opportunity and constantly worship you and meditate upon you. So, he is, this is a continuation of the prayer. My dear Lord, even Lord Brahma who enjoys the exalted position of the entire duration of the universe fears the passage of time. Then what to speak of those whom Brahma creates? The conditioned souls, they encounter fearful dangers at every step of their life. I do not know of any relief from this fear except shelter of your lotus feet, which are the very forms of liberation. So what is the extreme form of liberation from this material worldly life and death? It is devotion to the Lord. Bowing down at his feet, saying his prayers, there are different forms of devotion. The devotion is the ultimate destination for every human being. So when you are devoted to the Lord, it is not realization that is important. Remember, the, that particular yogi is already realized, Markanda is already a realized person. So he is anyway not going to come back again and again. But here, he is talking about extreme devotion to the Lord. And this is what he says. Therefore, I worship your lotus feet, having renounced my identification with the material body and everything else that covers my true self. These useless, insubstantial and temporary coverings are merely presumed to be separate from you, whose intelligence encompasses all truth. By attaining you, the Supreme Godhead and the Master of Soul, one attains everything desirable. So, when you achieve Sri Krishna or the Supreme Divine Personality of Godhead, what happens? You are able to get everything that you not even wish for, by the way. That means all the riches that you have might not have asked, but they will come to you. Knowledge will come to you. Everything that you have might have just dreamed in the past, that will all come to you. Because the Lord grants you everything. Oh my Lord, O oh Supreme Friend of the Conditioned Soul, although for the creation, maintenance and annihilation of the world, you accept the modes of goodness, passion and ignorance, which constitutes your illusory potency. You specifically employ the modes of goodness to liberate the conditioned souls. The other two modes simply bring suffering, illusion and fear. So, Markandeya Rishi is telling, he is praying to the Lord and in his prayer he says, See, you have taken forms of three 
of the gods which is Brahma, Vishnu and Mahesh. He has taken the three forms and they represent the three gunas that is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. So he says anybody who wants liberation first you have to employ the mode of goodness to liberate the conditioned soul. So first you need to become your good self. Good self means thoughts, words and deeds all have to be full of goodness. If you do not and if you go towards rajas and tamas, that will bring suffering, illusion and fear. Now, suffering is something which happens to all of us, isn't it? We all suffer. Some people suffer in one particular manner. Now somebody is dead. So you suffer by thinking about that person constantly and crying about it. Some people suffer when they have no money. Some people suffer when they have, you know, upset. When they have, their mind is distraught. Some people get upset because of certain other reasons. Reasons, Oh Lord, because fearlessness, spiritual happiness and the kingdom of God are all achieved through the modes of pure goodness. Your devotee considers this mode but never passion and ignorance to be the direct manifestation of you. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, intelligent persons thus worship your beloved transcendental form composed of pure goodness along with the spiritual form of your pure devotees. So, here Markandeya Rishi is saying, the form which needs to be worshipped because it is in the form of goodness. The form of goodness. The form of goodness means you have to worship the form which is having this transcendence. The form of Vishnu. The form of Mahavishnu or Narayana has to be worshipped. And it is because of pure goodness. So when you want to reach towards this destination of devotion, you should worship that particular form. Along with the spiritual form of the pure devotee. Who is the spiritual form of the pure devotee? The spiritual master is the form of the pure devotee. Okay. I offer my humble obeisance to him, the supreme personality of Godhead. He is all-pervading and all-inclusive form of the universe as well as its spiritual master. I bow down to Lord Narayana, the supreme worshipable deity, appearing as a sage and also as a saintly Nara, the best of human beings who is fixed in the perfect goodness, full in control of speech, propagator of the Vedic literature. So, it's a continuation of the same. A materialist, his intelligence perverted by the action of deceptive senses cannot realize you through all. Although you are always present within his own senses and heart and also in the object of his perception, yet even though one understanding has been covered by your illusory potency. If one obtains a Vedic knowledge from you, the spiritual master of all, he can directly understand you. Now, this is an important one for all of us. The materialist. Everybody in this world is a materialist. Everybody wants something or the other. You want either a job or salary or money or power. You name it. You want something or the other. Now, when a person is wanting something, maybe it's peace of mind. Maybe tranquility of mind, that is also a want and a desire. Maybe you don't want people to disturb you. Maybe you just want to be alone or whatever the case might be. You are just asking for something, isn't it? When you are saying something, you are a materialist. And because a materialist is perverted, he is not in the right senses. Why? Because his senses have become deceptive. 
whatever he sees, hears, touches and all that has disillusioned him. He cannot recognize you. A person who is disturbed in the material world by whatever it might be, can never attain God. So what happens? You, he can never see the God in you, in, the, in every human being. He can never see God within himself also. So first within himself and second within the world. So this person can never see God. will always look at himself or herself as a somebody like an ordinary person and the world worse than him. Because you always praise yourself, not the world. No? So first you are going to say, I am better than the world. So this particular materialist first praises himself and the world is not good. But here in this case, he cannot see the God within. We are not talking about praising. We are talking about God within. So first you need to see the God within yourself. That is not visible to this kind of a materialist. Materialist, remember, is a person who is running after things all the time. Within his own senses and heart and amongst the object of perception. What you see around you, you need to see God within that thing also. Then he gets covered by the illusory potency. Covered. It's like something gets covered. Now I covered my eyes. Can you see my eyes? No. It's exactly like that. He gets covered by the illusory potency of the Lord. And then what happens? Then the Vedic knowledge doesn't come to him. There is no way of understanding religiosity. The person becomes completely distraught. And then how can he even praise the Supreme Master? So forget about all those things. The Vedic knowledge goes away. The, the worship goes away. Everything goes away. So, if you want to obtain the Divine Lord, so first you need to see God, God within. Second, you need to see God outside everyone. And then you will get the knowledge which shines forth the spiritual master which is there inside of you and outside of you as a representation. Both of them stand in front of you. Then only you can understand him. My dear Lord, the Vedic literature alone reveals confidential knowledge of your supreme personality and thus even such great scholars as Lord Brahma himself are bewildered in their attempt to understand you through empirical methods. Each Each philosopher understands you according to his particular speculative conclusions. I consider that supreme person known of whom is hidden in the bodily designation covered by the conditioned soul spiritual identity. So, what is he saying in the last verse? He says, though the Lord is there within and without, outside also, but every rishi, every person in this world has got their own taste. So, they will see the God as per their taste. So there are in there are Hindus, they have one taste, there are Muslims, they have another taste, there are Christians, they have another taste, there are Parsis, they have another taste. So everybody will see the divine the same in different different empirical methods. So there are different methodologies which they employ to see the divine. So we have come to the end of this particular chapter, chapter 8. Next time we will do chapter 9. Now, I have a small difficulty tomorrow. I may be traveling. So, what I will do is, I will do it in the coming week. So, next Saturday, I will see you all. So, you take care and you have a very good day.